0: All right. Well, welcome to this week's roundtable. Uh, we've got some special guests, and um, none of you guys are as cool as Jeff Dodge, but
1: <laughs> it's going to <We> be <laughs> granted. <yes. laughs> yeah, granted.
0: But uh, but yeah. Anyway, now actually, this is going to be super fun today, just to talk about something cool that's coming up. So uh, we are uh, recording a live worship album on Saturday night at what time, Dalt? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock here at Veritas. So if you want to come worship, be a part of that, it's going to be a blast. But today we're just giving a preview of some of the songs. And I just wanted to talk to you guys about these songs. They're all original songs that were written from people in Veritas. And and so I want to just talk to you guys about the story behind the songs. Um, We're not going to sing... All of the songs, all the way through, but we will kind of give a preview and talk through them. But then at the end, we will do one of the songs uh, in its entirety. So all the songs are available online. Where can people find these if they want to listen to them because they're new and they want to? If they want to come in Saturday night, ready to sing, where would they find them?
2: At veritascommunity.org/slash James
1: Veritas Worship. Okay, yeah. If okay. you go to the homepage, <laughs> it's one of the three. Yep thumbnails you can click on and yeah yeah, it's got all the songs right there um so a lot of them are just in scratch track form which means (laughs) like just a person and a guitar and an iphone
2: (laughs) that means don't have uh, too high of expectations
1: yeah the goal of saturday night is to get a good recording of these songs (laughs) that's right um but yeah you can listen and get familiar with the songs before we do them.
0: cool well let's start with just ask a question why why are we doing this what What's the purpose of this uh, in your guys' minds, why we're doing this?
2: Well, because Lauren is really good at writing songs. <laughs> That's basically why. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> no, so yeah, there are gifted I mean, people in the church. Yes, absolutely. And
0: you want to give an opportunity to, um, to use your gifts in a way that encourages the body. We talked about this in 1 Corinthians 12 this last weekend. And I think it is so cool to have an opportunity to, to write and use those songs to be a blessing to people. So actually that's not a bad reason. Like there are people gifted in the church to write and for the common good and encouragement. Um, Lauren, what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I think that there's something special about when a song, when we get to sing a song that originates out of the local church, we sing a lot of songs that are from other people's churches and that's awesome, but there's something unique about this was formed in our family, and it's for our family, um, and yeah, just get to connect with it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, totally, James. What about you? What What do you see the value in something like this?
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of value from something like this. I mean, in the immediate sense, these are songs written out of our local body for the encouragement of our local body, like just what Lauren was saying. There's a local element to this that is really, really awesome. And down the road, what what doing something like this does is it fosters a culture of creativity that, you know, you take this first step and does it encourage other songwriters, other artists in the church to kind of rise up out of nowhere, which is something that I feel like Dalton is really good at is finding these young voices and just kind of drawing them in to, um, to what we're doing as a church. And so I'm excited, yes, for what comes out of Saturday night, but more so what comes along five years from now because of, you know, just fostering this culture If we write songs, we serve the church artistically. Awesome. Yes,
2: I completely agree with that. And maybe it's also worth saying if you are a songwriter or you have a desire to be involved in Veritas worship. It's not necessarily just, oh hey, if you've got something, we'll do it. But yeah. we <laughs> we we do want to always have people who are reaching out and, and saying, hey, I have this, I have this gift. Um, or I have this song, for example. I'm I'm thinking really specifically with songs themselves. As a person who I've written a handful of songs, but I'm not necessarily a great songwriter, like Lauren has hundreds of songs, maybe not a hundred, or maybe, but <laughs> she she just has so many songs and it's such an easy and natural process for her, whereas someone like myself, I have a handful. But if there are people in the church who have songs, this well, is a great outlet to use that gift. Yeah, yeah.
0: what about someone who may uh, write poems or lyrics, but may not have the gift of melody and, sure. you know, can Can you use that? I mean, is that... Absolutely, absolutely. They can share some of that stuff with you? Yeah,
2: because words are arguably more important in a worship song than the melody. So if, um, yeah, if people have full, completed poems that they want to uh, have melody put to, we would love to undertake that process.
0: Cool. Let's start with this song, Dwell. Okay. Now I, here's what I, was just listening to this. And because I've been thinking about, we did our staff away yesterday and it was just spent some time with the Lord. And Psalm 27 came to mind where he's like, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to behold him in his temple. And, you know, it's just got that line. I'm the, I'm the place you want to dwell. So, uh, just the idea that God doesn't want a house; He wants a heart, and He's looking for someone who just uh, wants to be with Him. I don't know that resonated with me because that's the Psalm that uh, kind of defined my time yesterday, and that I was when I listened to this. It was like, wow, this connects with where I'm at. I wondered if if uh, you guys could share that with us. Oh,
2: absolutely! Is that the Psalm that it came out of?
3: Kind of this. Th- a lot of the songs that I've been able to contribute to the project have kind of come out of this season of my life, which I'm still, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of still in it, where the Lord was revealing that really weighty truth to me. Like, you are the place that I want to dwell. I want to abide with you. I want to be with you. Um, and I'm building you like a house. For me. There's this quote by C.S. Lewis um, that I don't have in front of me, but basically he's talking about how when the Lord comes into the believer's heart. He's renovating the soul and he's making you into um this beautiful palace and you thought you were just going to be a little cottage but he's making you into this beautiful palace that he intends to live in himself. And so a lot of the songs that I was that kind of came out of my heart in that season are around this theme um because that's such a mystery because we're so lowly but that's that's what the Lord has chosen. And not only that, but he dwells within us individually, but then among us mm. as, a, as a church, as a family. So,
2: Should we do it in G? You want to do it in A-flat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a funny story about this song is Lauren and I went back and forth for weeks over whether we should do it in G or A-flat. It's a half step of difference very insignificant yeah. but, no, but for those
1: of you who play difference. piano you know it's a world of difference
2: <laughs> okay let's hit it in a flat and let's just do it from the second verse when you come in lauren you're the treasure found and hidden okay two three four
4: you're the treasure child of weakness but you are a father of strength and the power belongs to you the power that walked out the grave god you have overcome and you chose the lowest to save and in me your kingdom
0: so there's this there's this guy um, I don't know how many years ago, five hundred to eight hundred years ago, his name was Henry Skugel, and he wrote this book called "The Life of God in the Soul of Man," and he says he has this quote, "The worth and excellency of a soul is to be measured by the object of its love and John Piper wrote a whole book on this called The Pleasures of God, and he was reflecting on God. That's also true for God. The, the excellency of God's soul is measured by the object of his love, which is himself. And that's where our pleasure comes from as God draws us into the of him. But in that book, uh, Henry Skugel, basically the, in the bridge, it talks about this mystery. And I love that because that is one of the greatest mysteries is how does the holiness of God, the presence of God, inhabit us, the life of God in the soul of a person. Wow. And so I was just, yeah, appreciated the lyrics of that. Um, So moving on to another song. Um, So talk to me about one of the guys who's not here is Sawyer and this song, Sovereign Sovereign. God, Sovereign God. I love the chorus of this song, especially. And I guess I'm just asking the question. One of the things you said is, why are we doing this? And I get excited about the young emerging worshipers and worship leaders, and Sawyer's one of them. And I I don't know if you could just say a word. He's not here, but um, I think it's cool to see these guys get opportunities. And um, tell us about Sawyer and what you're excited about.
2: Sawyer. Sawyer, if he were here right now, he would say something like, yeah, thanks. It's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> He's just such a kind and soft-spoken young guy who is also very good at writing songs. And, and um, Sawyer is, uh, has a fun story for Veritas Worship. When we decided to do the first EP, Lauren and I each had a couple of song or like a song or two. And then Sawyer and I were just hanging out. And I told him, hey, you should write a song. For when we record this next week, so Sawyer wrote uh, two songs in a week. Well, actually, in two days, and one of them was um, "Sovereign God," and it was just so great. It was like his second stab at, at writing a song for this for this um, EP, and it just got put on, and, and it was just so seamless to be like, "Hey, you should write a song," and he did it, and then we recorded it, and it was great. So it's just a seamless uh, way to. Have him involved in it, so we're really cool. happy that.
0: keep can, can you sing the chorus of the song? Yeah, I, I love this song. part.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do it in A, James. Yeah. Oh,
4: Sovereign God. Yeah.
0: It's just awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Good. Good. I, I uh, love it. Yeah. Seeing these uh, just emerging leaders get an opportunity. I think that's totally, yeah. a huge Who knows part what? of this. Uh, yeah. It's not to uh, create this amazing worship movement, it's just no. about people, it's yeah. about um, discipling. And I think a big part of leadership, one of the most important things we do as leaders is um, just to create opportunities for people. Mm-hmm. Um, When you think about Ephesians four gives the job description of every uh, I think every person in vocational ministry that's a leader in the church is to is to equip the saints, equip God's people for works of service. So the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in, in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature, attaining to the full measure of Christ like these. These leaders given to the church to create opportunities for other people uh, mm-hmm. to equip people, and so I I see that as also a part of the purpose of this. Not just how many listens is it going to get, or <laughs> how big is like that's not right. even the point. To Lawrence Hart on, it's our you know these songs coming from without our family. So yeah, that's exactly. that's awesome.
1: Oh, it's great it's yeah, I fun. think back to anthem that you started back at Cornerstone, what 10, 15 years ago, something like that, and. I was a part of that in college, and that's a big part of my story, is just getting involved with songwriting. Um, I wrote a few songs for that, and yeah, those songs are not played anymore at Cornerstone, you know? Like, that's not the point, exactly what you're saying, but, but that set me on a trajectory, and many others, on a trajectory of just having a heart to serve the Lord through creativity. And so, yeah, who knows what Sawyer's going to be doing in five, ten years because of the shot he's been given yeah. here. That's
0: awesome. Um, the next song I was thinking about is uh, Bought My Life. And this is so cool. You, you guys are a, this dynamic duo on this. I mean, I just think it's cool. You complement each other really well vocally, but I love the part um, where it, like, Lauren, you just have presence. I mean, I was telling the <laughs> staff, um, like, on Sunday, when you had talked about doing nothing but the blood, I was thinking, oh, I don't, I don't know about that song there. And, you know, I think, what can wash away my sin, you know, and but you started singing it. And I was like, oh, that seems like a different song when Lauren's singing it. But the beauty of like you singing the verse and then when Dalton comes in, it's it's beautiful. Can I just get a little? Oh, yeah. Of just that verse into the chorus. Yeah.
2: Let's do the first verse.
4: How great is the weight of the sorrow you carry How great are the depths of my sin If I Yeah. So-
0: That song, uh, we did.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like this song's really special because it's the uh-huh. first one we wrote together, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. yeah. and it just kind of mm-hmm. came out of nowhere because I was just playing the piano <laughs> and then we just started singing yeah. that hallelujah
2: apart. Yeah, yeah, like, but this guitarist. chord progression is just kind of a surefire way to just like sure. be in the mood to write something that is very like God centric, holy awesome set apart so yeah it just she was playing that chord progression and then that all just kind of came out and then um that but that was really fun too because through the process of that song we uh we really learned to work together really well because um I just kept having like a really clear vision of what I thought this song should be, and Lauren was
0: like, okay, okay how does this?
2: It? And I'm like, no, 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 it's this. What's it's it like this? working
0: with Dalton? Because I know Dalton, he comes across, so, oh, he's so sweet. I mean, Dalton is just a nice, but when it comes to opinions and songs, he oh, yeah. is fiercely uh, guarded, <laughs> opinionated,
3: whatever. That's true, but so am I. I'm kind of stubborn. Yeah, we're actually
2: both very similar in that regard.
3: But The thing is something that I think is beautiful about creating as a team is that you we've talked about this a little bit, like you get to learn how to outdo one another and showing honor like in the whole you know, everybody involved. Like how do you lift up someone else's vision and maybe defer to that even if maybe you can't really see, you know, the end product, but you're just like trusting Mm -hmm. the other person, like you've got something on this and Mm -hmm.
0: That's cool. Yeah. It was, you writing it was, in a team. So yeah, really what is it, um, are a lot of these songs written as a team or individual? I mean, do you guys,
2: how's that I think work?
1: Most of them are individual, right?
2: As of right now. Yeah. yeah. It, we, we would like to moving forward, start writing a little bit more as a team, maybe doing some retreats and stuff, but just as it started, it was a little bit more of like, Oh, you have these songs, you have these songs. I have these songs. Let's throw them together and let's all do them. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we, as we move on, it'd be more fun to start doing stuff as a team. I just
0: think, it, yeah, you, you almost have to, if you can't work as a team on writing a song, there's some irony in that. I mean, there's a song like Humble King. I just imagine getting in oh, like yeah. a super strong argument about Humble King and how it's supposed <laughs> to be a certain way. And, yeah. you know, just the uh, irony of uh, no, uh, Humble King. Need, no, I <laughs> but actually yes. that transitions into this song where there is a part where I love the, the line. He's like, um, just the melody matches the, the feeling when he's like at the end, Jesus, you gave your life. Jesus, I owe you mine. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, the melody and how it matches the the lyric there is pretty cool, oh, and so can you just give us that, oh, just yeah. that, just that chorus? So I mean, that's humble king, yeah. Jesus, you gave your life.
2: Yeah, Jesus,
4: you gave your life. Jesus, I owe you.
2: yeah just and, and to Sawyer's credit on that he totally exemplified the humility because when he uh, showed me that song that specific part I I heard it and I was just like that part is awesome it wasn't quite worded like that yet and we worked through it and and um, he was just totally willing to be like yeah that that works just just. I mean, his, his hands were so open with his song and, uh, it was cool how that part wasn't originally there, but how it's come about.
0: Cool. So Dalt, you had a, a piano part on a song that I was super stoked to hear. I didn't hear it on any of the scratch tracks. I wonder what Dalton, I came in and he was just playing this riff and I was like, there's something on this song. Um, and it, Okay. Beside you, which is awesome because that also fits into my Psalm 27. Like just, man, I want to, I want to be with you. I want to be beside you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Could you share that with us?
2: Um, James, what key? Is it A?
4: No matter what I use, I want to be beside you
2: Such a fun song such a special song um, The
0: that piano oh, line is just awesome. so cool
2: Yeah I I think the way that song happened was, I had something about like the the, the last line of the chorus, duh, 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 beside you, and I showed that to Lauren and Sawyer, and then I think I had that. Nah, nah, nah. I thought that worked really well after the chorus, and I was like, ah, oh, I, w- I would think this could be something. And Lauren just finished. Lauren wrote the whole song. <laughs> just, of. Just Lauren just literally wrote the whole song of. <laughs> Da-da-da, beside you. And then Lauren has this whole entire song that is like perfectly call and response. It's it's just awesome.
0: Love it. Love yes. it. All right. So uh, the next one I was looking at is Oh It All. Yeah. So um, the chorus just, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if that, yeah. did, did that come out of, I don't know, is there a story behind that song or just? um.
2: Uh yes and no well actually no not really we,
0: I, did the, you just have a me- sometimes do you just yeah. have a melody or yes. you have a, a yes. thought and you're like i yeah. want yeah. yeah, to write right and you just kind of see where it goes yep. Mm. Yep. yeah it just yeah came Maybe. out of the heart of the gospel i guess yeah yeah, yeah. let's hear the course um right?
2: let's see here
4: gave your life I
2: there is one kind of interesting thing about that song um the chorus let's see for how you are and what i know by one of the things i thought about that was we sing about um like we sing for who jesus is a lot and we absolutely should and then for some reason I i thought it'd be cool to sing about how jesus is like how he's so humble how he's so meek and how he's so kind and gentle that's just such an awesome thing to behold in a person and to sing about how Jesus is like, we're Mm. compelled to live how he lived. And so to just be reminded, like he, he's like, he is a hero. Just the way he lived was so heroic and and inspiring and how he lived inspires me to live.
0: Well, you, you kind of see who someone is by how they are. Like if I could just say, oh, you'd really like Dalton, and I could list a bunch of things. Oh, man, he's really this, this, and this. Or I could just talk about how you are, like mm-hmm. tell a story about something exactly. you did, and it, yeah. it would, oh, man, you, what Dalton did for my son, Makai, and pulling him in and showing... Like, I could tell you a story mm-hmm. that would show you yeah. who you are yeah. by how you are. I don't know. That's, that is that yeah. is a cool way to think yeah. about it. Yeah. So, um. okay, my... Favorite song, no offense to all the other songs, (laughs) Um, Psalm 23. I mean, I just love this song. It's so beautiful. Um, I would love to hear it uh, or just and and hear maybe some of the backstory on this song.
3: So actually, it's kind of funny because the chorus and the bridge of this song I wrote like, well, the whole song was finished about a year ago. Um, But like two years before that, I think was when I wrote The Chorus in the Bridge. And I wrote it to some verses that were, didn't even go with it, I don't know. I, I was just starting out songwriting then. And um, the, the way it came about is that um, it was last spring, it was like right at the start of quarantine. And I, there's this worship leader that I really admire that I, on her Instagram, she put like, she was just playing um, she just opened her Bible, I think, to Psalm 91, and she was just literally playing chords and just singing the words right out of the Bible and just saying how you can just sing scripture. And I was like, that is so cool, and that's what I need right now, because I was feeling super anxious just in that time. There was a lot of unknowns. Um, the pandemic was just starting and, and all of that, and so I remembered these old um, this old chorus and bridge that I had, and I brought it out, and then I Yeah, it just kind of came together really quickly after that. But this one I do think is so special to me because it feels like it's really for our family. Like, I don't think I would have picked Psalm 23 if Jeff hadn't been just meditating on that so much for our family. And so I felt like I was writing this for my own heart, but then in a really real way it was for
0: And one of his uh, thoughts from Psalm 23 is the Hebrew where it's like he restores my soul is the idea of he lets me catch my breath. And that's a cool part of this. I felt like you... One of the things... It. I feel like when I'm listening to this song, I'm listening to someone sing the message translation of the Bible, like yes. a color, like I've been seeing this in black and white and all of a sudden now it's in color. I can see, and even like how he leads me beside still waters. And you talk about seeing your, in the reflection of the water, you see Jesus with you. I'm like, this is so profound and beautiful, but it's like line by line, just Psalm 23. And, um, I don't know how you're not going to sing the whole song here, but maybe just give us a, a preview of, uh, you a part of the verse one in
2: chorus. Sure. So it's such a good song. All right.
0: It's beautiful, and I can't wait um, to to hear that recorded. And uh, right now, it's just a scratch track, uh, but people can learn it and be ready to sing it on Saturday. Um, so the, this kind of goes into the song "Stronghold," and uh, the a similar theme here. Just that I love the line: "So, so I will let go. I'm safe with you." And just the irony of safety, like it seems yeah. like safety is only when everything's in our control, but it's like yeah. the opposite. And you know, the idea of, I mean, safety is not a place, it's a person. It's it's safer to be with like in a hurricane on a little rickety boat, if Jesus is in your boat, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. on like land mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. or in a mansion, quote unquote safe without mm-hmm. Jesus. And just this this idea of, you know, Psalm 23, but then this song Stronghold. So, I don't know, just a really cool song. I, can you sing part of it? Yeah. Give us a little yeah. preview of the song. Let's see. Okay.
4: Let's, yeah, let's do verse two. There is a promise here. Still in
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um the song before the final song that we're going to sing in its entirety is a song that's almost like a hymn. Oh. And there was a cup. So yeah. James, tell us about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, story behind this song. Well, it's interesting as you listen through the songs on the album, we didn't go in writing with any specific theme or anything like we're going to really concentrate on this. It's interesting that a lot of the songs are about the cross, the atoning sacrifice, Jesus on the cross and how in turn we owe him our life because he gave his, I mean, that's, that's in a lot of these songs is a very primary theme. And, uh, this song, yeah, I wrote it over the, the Christmas break. Um, my sister had actually given me a book called living the cross centered life. Um, yeah, it's written by a famous author, mine, yeah. mine brain fart. But um, <laughs> it's a really simple book, really, really short, and just all about, like, concentrate on the cross. Like, don't miss this. It's become such a familiar story, familiar message, that you forget about the just excruciating not only physical sacrifice, but the spiritual sacrifice. Like we we don't have a category for the son being forsaken by the father in that moment. And so, yeah, I I was thinking about the moment in the garden where Jesus is praying and toiling, saying, Lord, if there's any way this cup can be taken from me, but yet not my will, but yours. And this idea, like Jesus drinks the cup, the cup of wrath that i had filled up like just this incredible sacrifice so that's what what this came out of yeah it is hymn-like in its structure really what i just wanted to get across was just gratitude just pure gratitude as i was writing this song and um yeah can you give us a maybe a verse or chorus or something
5: a cup filled to the brim. I had filled it up with all my sin. This cup of wrath was to be poured on me. I stood accused. I had meant for me. The Father raised His hand and looked down in peace. My cup of wrath He poured on His Son
0: of that song are phenomenal amazing i and even (laughs) with the melody and lyrics i thought it's gonna break into a it's almost the grace grace when you say how can it be it's almost the and can it be yes uh and can it be that i should gain a, a yeah an interest in the savior's blood like i i thought it was a cool almost allusion to that song where it it is about the wonder of the sacrifice of Christ. So beautiful song. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Okay. So we're going to end before we end with uh, redeemer in its entirety. I want to just, uh, give a shout. Are there any unsung heroes in this album? Things that, you know, people that probably won't be on stage, they won't be seen, but just people that have been a big part of this process, because it's not just, you know, those of us that have a microphone, we get to be seen, but who are some other people maybe behind the scenes where you're seeing people's spiritual gifts that, that are a part of this and as much a part of this um, in the process?
2: Well, everybody remembers... Peter Weiss, Pedro, yes, Pedro Weiss. He uh, is going to be mixing and mastering and producing the whole thing. He is a phenomenal musician, engineer, producer, everything. So this this whole thing, um, this whole thing hinges on a lot of individual people. But he is certainly one of those people where I, it wouldn't happen if we didn't know who to give the the, the tracks to. Uh, just with complete assurance that he's going to give us something that just is so enjoyable to listen to in return. So.
0: And I, I still remember, you know, he was still a student, long hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we went, to, um, like you can bring someone to this Austin Stone Worship Conference who you bring in. And you pulled in Pedro, and he was like, You're like, I need Pedro everywhere I go. So. He's the best. Dalton and we we all still need him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Peter's awesome. And then also everybody also remembers one tech, um, one tech staff member before Peter, Bobby Scott. So Bobby is going to be, uh, he's going to be doing all of the the stuff live. So he's going to be mixing and producing the, the live event as well. And he, um, single-handedly set up, the whole entire system that that we have in order to even record this in the first place. So we would have to go to a studio um, in, in, uh, who knows where, if it weren't just available in our own auditorium, because Bobby has set all of that up, knows how to operate it.
0: Yep. So this is, uh, and there's a lot of people that have gone before, you know, uh, that, that kind of even helped with the ethos of worship in Veritas. Mm-hmm. I, you know, James Loggerman oh, yes. helped our first few years as a church plant. Every year we made an album through Adeleo and James Loggerman and, uh, you know, Isaac Schmidt was a part of this. He's up in Minneapolis now and other people that have gone before that have kind of set a stage in a way of, of helping, uh, create this culture yes. in this. They won't, not necessarily a part of this album, but I wanted to give a shout to them. And, and this is the connecting point for me is I remember sitting in the office when James Lagerman started playing All Within Me. And I, I just busted out of my office. I'm like, what is that? There's something on this song. And it's like, oh, it's just a song that I just just wrote. And uh it's and that I we still sing that song. I love that Absolutely. song, but this song also is one that I think has something on it. So I want to hear it oh, in its yeah. entirety. This is great.
4: You are the good, good to me, God. And my soul will, yes, see.
0: All we got for this week's roundtable. We hope you guys have a great rest of the week and hope to see you on Saturday night at 7 o'clock.